we all have stuff we're really snobbish about. Whether it's the food from your favourite place, how a particular pair of headphones sound, or the paper you write on. What's snobbishness to one is just good taste to others. So how can we put that good taste to better use? Welcome to Morning Creative. I'm Mark Stedman and I have survived my first 24 hours without looking at my stats. I'm proud of me. Only 89 days left to go. So, when was the last time someone called you a snob? It doesn't have to be about class, and, and I, I really hope it isn't, because I think that's, that's an area that we do want to stay, you know, stay uh, away from. But maybe you were holding the line on something, and, and other people just don't get it. You know, maybe there is a hill that you're dying on, uh, and other people are just like, nah, I'm not joining you there. I get that way. I'm discovering with cheap tech, like the Amazon Fire Sticks and the sort of bottom of the line Android phones and thirty pound Bluetooth earbuds or these terrible Windows laptops that break after you know six weeks of use. It's not that I think everyone should have shiny tech, by the way, uh, and it's not that I think everybody should should have loads of money that they want to spend on tech. I mean, everybody should have loads of money. That'd be lovely, but then, you know, allow them to spend it on, on whatever they wish. But it's that I don't like products that are kind of pretending to be a real thing. You know, it's, it's the, it's the, the knockoff Chinese manufactured, no brand name, Bluetooth earbuds that you look on Amazon and there's the same product under lots of different names. And they've all just got a different collection of, of consonants as their name. I just, it's, it's, for me, it feels like it's the stuff that gives tech a bad name, you know? Like, people think Windows is how computers are supposed to work. It's not until I go back to Windows-like environments that I, I actually feel like I don't know how to use a computer anymore because I've been in the, in the Mac ecosystem for so long. And it's like, this is most people's experience. This is why they think computers are hard to use. It's all such a, a you know rubbish experience, and it, it it rubs me up the wrong way. So that is the thing that I am kind of snobbish about. But for you, you know, it could be the tools of the trade. It could be the 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 right paper or the right pens. It could be coffee. It could be you know anything really. So how can we put those thoughts that we have, those you know snobbish perhaps, although you know you might not think of it as, as snobbishness, but how can we put those thoughts? down in a way that doesn't feel preachy and doesn't feel classist you know it, it especially as often what we're talking about not always but often it is stuff that might be pricier or harder to obtain how can we present that in a way that doesn't make other people feel like we're judging them for making different choices now, everyone's always telling us that we have to make more content right we've got to spew out more content for the algorithm to gobble up and do something with now, there is some sense to that, especially if we think about discovery platforms. If you want to grow an audience, a discovery platform, that's a, a platform where there is an algorithm that's weighted to try and give people uh, a fun experience and to give you exposure in uh, exchange for you and other people seeing ads. That's a discovery platform. They're incentivizing your content to go out into the world and to be found and discovered by lots of other people in exchange for us all looking at their ads. So the way the way these platforms work essentially is you throw out a piece of content, 
it is tested by the algorithm with a small group of people it, th- it thinks maybe will engage or maybe a random group as well. You know, if you look at TikTok, there are often random videos that get thrown in. That is the algorithm testing that video to see, does this land with anyone? And then if it does, if there is that engagement, then they try a larger group and, and things spread that way. And that's basically how these kinds of discovery platforms work. And so we can start to use this to our advantage. People engage with ideas in different ways. So there's a number of different formats that we can think about here. We've got the visual format, there's the written format, there's the audio format, and there's also, if we're talking about learning styles, we've got kinetic learning styles as well. So really we're talking about watch, read, listen, do. These are four things, four different ways in which people can get information from a source into their brain and understand it and synthesize it. And it's a great idea to have something that you can offer for people to watch, read, listen, and do. And your your taste is a great way for people to get something to read or perhaps, you know, something to watch uh, and to listen to. The kinds of things you can, you can think about putting out are a gear list, uh, a buyer's guide, a product review, a, a product walkthrough, maybe in a bit more detail. You can set yourself up as an authority in these kinds of lists. Um, you could talk about, like, why is this mic better than this mic? And in what situation specifically might this mic be better than that mic, you know? But one of the things that is often a barrier to us creating more content for the algorithm is that sense of imposter syndrome, right? It's, what do I know? Uh, who's going to care about what I've got to say? And the great thing about taste is it is subjective. Like the, its subjectivity is actually a really useful point for us here because you can't be wrong about your taste. So you can you can couch what you're writing as this is just my opinion, you know, without it necessarily being defensive. But it is the right opinion for for the, for the time and for the budget and for the resources that you have available because that's why you've made the picks that you have because even if you don't realize it you've made a choice you've made a sort of triangulation about things like cost and uh, time it would take to to invest in something um, resources that it would take or you know all that kind of stuff even if you're not thinking consciously about it you make those decisions when you're choosing what you're going to uh, pick as, as something that you favor. And so there are different ways that we can approach putting out content in, in this regard. So you could go strident, you know, you could, you could have a bit of fun with this and be like, this is why I'm right. And I will brook no argument. You know, you could just talk from your lived experience. You know, this is what I found to be true. And that's why, you know, you can't really argue with it because this is my experience going the path that I've gone. These are the things that I think are uh, the the best things to use based on my experience. You could be definitive, you know. I, I'm a big fan of um, for certain products. It's it's just being being able to say, "Don't worry about it. This is the one you buy." You know what I mean? Or you could go for a tier list. You know, these are quite popular now, especially on short form video platforms. There's this this whole sort of uh, system for for how people rank things. They've got weird names like S tier and A tier and whatever. S tier apparently is better than A tier. I don't get it. But the kids are into it. Uh, but that's another way, you know, you could take a bunch of stuff and start ranking them. So this is all good because your opinion creates engagement. People are going to want to tell you that you're wrong and you get to tell them, you know, politely and nicely, hopefully, why you're right. 
not well, not necessarily why they're wrong, but you get to tell them why you are the one, why you are the one that is right, and it all boosts your your credibility and your authority because you can again you can speak from your experience and you can say, well, yeah, for the for the the budget and the resources that I can put into this, the investment, whatever it is, wherever I am at my stage in my work, or you know maybe uh, wherever you were two years ago, like these are the things that I recommend. These are the things that I prefer. It's much better than recommend to say these are the things that I prefer. So, what are the mediums that we can that we can um, start going into? Of course, there is medium. You know, you can go for the long form written piece. Nice review, maybe throw in some pictures there, throw in some affiliate links if you want to, but have that piece there. Medium will do its best to try and surface that to new people. And so nice big headline, this is why this pen is the only pen you need, asterisk lower down the page if you're doing this particular work, you know. Go for a a Twitter thread, you know, if it's a a well-considered thread of tweets, Going down the list, you know, it could be a ranking, it could be a list of, you know, you could pick one product, here's why this is better than everything else. You could pick a couple of products and go head-to-head with them. You could, you know, rank a bunch of products in order. There's all sorts of options that you've got there. You could do a LinkedIn card deck, like a carousel. Uh, if you make a bunch of PDFs, or I think or one PDF and then it gets split up, that's essentially uh, a sort of swipeable card deck that you can uh, run through in LinkedIn. Uh, and so you could, I think you get a maximum of nine pages. So you could do the nine best weights of paper, the nine nicest envelopes, you know, whatever it is, or the nine reasons this coffee cup is the best coffee cup, that kind of stuff. And then we've got short form video. So this is where we can start doing these these S tiers. And there's all sorts of fun things you can do. You can record with the, with the sort of virtual green screen and have the list behind you as a screenshot. You just pop that in and then your face appears somewhere and you can do that kind of stuff. Uh, you could do something on a wall, you know, get a bunch of post-it notes and start moving them around a board. You know, there's all sorts of options there that you can do. And th- those are all discovery platforms that can help you boost your reach and bring you new audiences. So have a go at this. Have a go writing writing down a list of things that you are kind of really snobbish about. The, the things that maybe you are a little bit like where you really hold the line and perhaps you're a tad unreasonable about uh, and where you will brook no argument. These are ideally things related to the work that it is that, that you do, right? And then pick pick one of those things and think about the medium that it lends itself to. Is it, you know, would talking about it be good in a visual medium? You know, is it something you really want to show people? Is it a long form text kind of thing? Could you just do it in audio? Uh, and then start uh, jotting down a few key, a uh, few key traits about the thing that you prefer. Maybe it's better value for money than the alternative. Uh, maybe it's overlooked or it's a hidden gem. Is it more reliable than the competition? You know, is it is it more in- innovative than than what's available at the moment? So have a think of those different traits and, and write some of those down. And then write down some statements that are this, not that statements. They don't have to be opposites. They could just be reframings. So affordable, not cheap. Sturdy, not outmoded. Rugged not ugly. <laughs> and then think about items on two axes. Uh, we talked about this 
a while back about positioning. So when we're thinking about ourselves and our own work, what are the different axes upon which we can position ourselves? So for example, you could draw a grid and you could have affordability on the horizontal axis and then ease of use on the vertical axis. And then you can just start plotting stuff and you can draw up loads of these things. And so think about the different thing, the different items that you want to talk about, pens, pencils, brushes, microphones, uh, cameras, lights, you know, all sorts of different things, boom arms, you know, whatever it's going to be, books about self-help, you know, and start plotting them on these different axes. Find your own axes that, that work for you, that are relevant to what you care about. Uh, and then start plotting things down, and that will help you then start to get an understanding of what you might be able to, to write down or talk about. The key here with all of this is to be bold and definitive. Remember, you've got the right opinion because it's the opinion you've come to based on your lived experience. This is the These are the things for your time, budget, resources, all that stuff. You've already thought about that stuff. You've got taste. And other people who value your taste, whether they agree with it or not, if they understand where you're coming from, they'll find you. Thank you so much for listening. What are you a snob about? I'd love to know. Drop me an email, mark at morningcreative.fm. And uh, if you have an unreasonable snob in your life, uh, or you have someone in your life who calls you an unreasonable snob, and you can say, this is what I'm not a snob. I just have taste. This is what I care about. Then uh, share the share this episode with them. Uh, now, next time we are going to look at how to look beyond TED Talks and closer to home in order to find inspiration. So, I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. In the meantime, you're brilliant. Take care.